Thank you for joining me today for another episode of Titanium Blonde Talks, the podcast for women, about women, and it's all about uplifting, supporting, and celebrating all of the women out there doing incredible things in their daily lives. Today, joining me from a very long distance away, and we finally figured out the time zone, is Jane. Now, Jane, some of you may know from Instagram as the middle-aged goddess. And she is out there speaking all of the truth about being a middle-aged woman. And not only is she doing that, she's still raising kids and still figuring out how to navigate all of these life things that show up every day. And on top of that, she's getting ready to now pivot into a new space for herself. So hopefully we'll touch on all of those things and laugh a little. And just to be forewarned, this is probably going to be one of those episodes where you definitely need to either listen by yourself or wear headphones because there will be plenty of salty language. Thank you so much for joining me, Jane. Welcome. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You're fucking welcome. Thank oh you. yeah, for fucking yeah. being here. Oh, as we like to say in Australia, we say fucking oath or we go can oath. We shorten everything here. <laughs> <laughs> so, so good day. Good day. It is four thirty in the afternoon ish here at Seattle time. It is nine thirty. Now this is Monday for me, and it's nine thirty a.m. Tuesday morning. I know. For you. So, you know, that COVID brain shift had to happen, but we made it happen. We did. So tell me, let's start with how did you come up with the middle age goddess? What what was the impetus for you to bring that whole thing to life? So the name came about because I was teaching yoga at the time. Mm -hmm. And you know, nowadays, if you want to teach yoga, you have to, you've got to do the social media hustle. Yeah. Yeah. So not like the old days where you just rocked up to the community up hall and people turned up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I was posting on Instagram under my own name and then I was looking around at all the accounts I was following on there and it was all skinny white women yep. on the beach doing handstands. Hypermobile. Yeah, yeah, calling mm-hmm. themselves um, yogi goddess or beach goddess or whatever. And that's cool if that's what you want to do. But I couldn't relate to anything that I was seeing there. So mm-hmm. as a joke, really, I called myself the middle-aged goddess <laughs> And things kicked off after that. <laughs> so when did you change the, where did you, when did you make that change it to the middle-aged goddess? Probably about five years ago, four or five oh, okay. years ago. Yeah, okay. I did it. And um, and I was just using my own name before that. And then as soon as I changed it to the middle-aged goddess, it, it just started to really shift and move and what started to happen was that women my age started to find me and uh, this sort of community has developed over the last couple of years. It's been something quite extraordinary. 
So, yeah, and then when I stopped teaching yoga, then it kind of morphed into my menopause page because I was going through menopause (laughs) and I started talking about that. I started singing and dancing until the Insta copyright police shut that down. You know, that sucks. Yeah, it does suck. They need to get their shit together with that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, So that's, that's sort of how it all really evolved and I always say it's not I never really think about it too hard like if I if I think too hard about what I'm posting or what I'm doing then it doesn't sound authentic you know I was authentic before being authentic on social media became a thing I didn't know there was any other way you know well and you know that's the thing I, I look at stuff like this and I can remember oh man I think I and you know and this Instagram didn't used to be owned by Facebook too. Once Facebook yeah, owned it, true. you know, it sort of morphed into something much different yeah. than it was. But when I started, it was probably eight, maybe plus years ago, at least. Yeah. And, you know, I was taking pictures of what I saw on the ground or what washed up on the beach on my beach walks or, you know, yeah. not, not, not really that be a, a deal. Cause I was more on Facebook than anything. Yeah. And then I started finding these yogis and they were doing yoga challenges and it was all very low key. It was all about learning new poses. It was about Mm -hmm. learning how to use your iPhone to take pictures. And I got into the, oh crap, I can't remember what the name of the group was, but it was run by Gordon and um, Dawn, who her screen name was Monkey Mix, and a couple other people, and they taught us how to use like photo editing apps and how yeah. to do videos, and and so it was this whole thing of like it wasn't just like you got to do you know do a handstand. It was we did these thirty day challenges, and it was really really inspiring. And I met some incredible people. Yeah. So it was, and it was very organic. It was not, you know, an yeah. authentic is almost has this kind of this nasty taste these days, but yeah, yeah. I was always just who I am. Cause I don't really know how to be any different than that. I, I don't, you know, I've taken pictures of my bad hair when I wake up in the morning, <laughs> I, you know, I get too close and you can see that double chin thing going yeah, on, yeah, and, you know? Too, so it, it it's just interesting, but like you, a lot of the people that I followed were younger than me, sometimes 20 yeah. or 30 years younger than I am. And yeah. I I can't do a handstand anymore. I got bad wrists and a bad shoulder. And as an instructor and a teacher that's been teaching for 18 years, it's like there's a whole other aspect of the movement practice besides yeah. a fucking handstand. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I mean – Talking about yoga today is probably a whole other podcast episode. Yeah, but uh, there is there is so much more yeah. to it than than the physical postures. Yep, and you know it was designed to get you to a place of meditation and contemplation, and and that's a lot of that has been lost along the way. There are still teachers out there doing it, but I think they're a bit harder to find nowadays yeah Yeah. well and and I am as I've talked with some of the other yoga teachers have been struggling with even calling myself a yoga teacher anymore I mean Mm -hmm. I do still do some yoga based movement but um I'm it's all around 
people that are aging, right? And they're concerned about their balance. They're concerned about their stability, their flexibility. Most of them don't always understand what mobility means, but that all four of those things go hand in hand. Yeah. Yeah. And after working for years with an OT and a PT and using yoga as therapy and working with folks in wheelchairs and Mm -hmm. with MS and with joint replacements, I have a very different perspective on movement. And while yoga is fantastic and meditation is, is fantastic, it's really morphed into this thing of they want to be able to stay as mobile and flexible and balanced Mm -hmm. as possible for as long as possible. Yeah, yeah. And which is why, you know, the old the old Iyengar tradition is so amazing, which is what I studied in first Me of all. too. That's where I like started. Yeah. A hundred years ago. And uh and every prop you could ever imagine was yeah. like Ooh. Yeah. Which yeah. is there to help you ease into your body no matter what age you are and to give you time to be in the pose to actually feel what's going on with your body and have that conversation yeah absolutely and I fall victim to it too even after Mm. you know my practice is 27 years old now Mm. is that I sometimes forget that connection of paying attention to what my body is telling me or that conversation with your body that you have with curiosity versus I got into that thing of when I got on my mat the last time I could do this and this and this, and this time yeah. I can't do that. Yeah. And it was the, Oh, hmm, it's the ego show getting involved here. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. So I mean, and then people it, do that. Oh, I used to sell gym memberships. I know you work in that industry too. Yes. And the number of times I've heard, Oh yeah, I used to be able to do this. A lot from guys more than anyone. I used mm-hmm. to be able to lift, you know, 100 pounds or whatever. Yeah. It's like, yeah, dude, like. There's stand. a whole other life besides that. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> stand where you are at the moment and just focus on that. <laughs> I don't care where you've been. <laughs> well, and it's it's difficult to get people to understand that wherever it is that they're meeting me for the first time. Mm. They didn't get there in one fell swoop. That is years and years and years of movement, of injuries, of emotional stuff, of surgeries, of, you know, whatever it is that's all. And it's like the layers of the onion just. And so then you got to peel them back. And sometimes you peel them back and they kind of curl back up again. You got to peel them back again. Yeah, yeah. But it's to try and get them to understand that it's consistency and yeah. time and patience. Absolutely. And you know what? I don't know. Most people don't have much time and patience or don't oh. give themselves the gift of that. Yeah. Yeah, that's really true. So tell me, I mean, because I know mm. you guys are now in your second lockdown. I think this might be lockdowns. Uh, I'm not sure which one it is now, to be honest. So it's, um, it, it's more than two then? Yeah, it could be number three. Three, so we're but we're in stage four lockdown. So all the schools, universities, gyms, restaurants, everything's shut. Um, Just supermarkets, pharmacies, that kind of thing are open. Ah, there's no sport going on. Um, You, it's mandatory to wear a mask outside or in your workplace. Even if you're not around other people and you're just out walking. 
You have to wear a mask. Wow. You're not allowed to go with past a five-kilometer range of your home. You're only allowed to exercise outside for one hour a day and with one other person. Um, there's a curfew. You're not allowed out before 5 a.m. and you have to be at home after eight before 8. Now, why? what's with the, the distance thing? Just to keep people away from each keep- other? People in their areas, I think what was happening were that, that you know, Melbourne's quite spread out. So people were, um, there's been an outbreak in a certain part of the city and then people were travelling from there to visit family members mm. or to go shopping and so it was seemed to be spreading that way. Yeah, look, I was all for it at the start. Now we've got another three weeks to go and there's talk of extending it and I actually feel like there might be a riot because. How, how long have you guys been on this this latest one? We were in a uh, we were in lockdown before that, but that was a stage three lockdown. So you were still allowed to move around the city, and there was no curfew, and masks weren't mandatory. I don't think at that point. So I think we were a few weeks into that. And then they announced stage four lockdown for six weeks. So it's been a couple, yeah. almost two months. Yeah, that, that's a long time. It's a long well, time. We, let's see, we were shut down on March 16th and completely locked down until the end of May. So right. that was a little yeah. over two months. Yeah. Um, and, and I lived close enough, I live close enough to where I work that if I needed to get out of my house, I could go into my office and, and I was still luckily still employed. Yeah. Um, so, um, that made it easier for me. Like if I needed to get out of my four walls, I could go there and, um, you know, and I started the, the shopping train of I'm going to blah, 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 and blah. And I would call, you know, my mother, my sister-in-law, anybody, yeah. do you need me to pick up anything? And I'll drop it off at the house. And, you know, right. then you guys, yeah. don't, so that there weren't so many people going out. Um, yeah. Masks weren't mandatory back then um, in the beginning. You have to wear them now? Yeah. So how it works right now is that they are most stores anywhere you go into there's a notice the the governors you know they basically stated that in order to go into any of these spaces you have to wear a mask um restaurants are open you can either sit outside i mean they opened restaurants for like delivery or curbside service only Yeah. yeah and then um then they allowed people to sit inside you have to wear a mask to go in you can take your mask off while you eat but you have to put it back on when you're done and before you exit yeah yeah. the health club is open from the standpoint that you can come in and work one-on-one with your personal trainer Mm. Um, we can bring in small groups of people because of the size that we have, but we've had to make sure like we've decommissioned certain piece of equipment to make sure that there's space. You have to wear a mask to come in. The only time you're allowed to take your mask off is if you are in the middle of physically exerting yourself. The minute you're done doing that, if you're going to move from one location to another, you have to put your mask back on. Yeah. And, um, and we clean, I mean, we go along behind everybody and clean mm-hmm. everything with this full strength stuff approved by the EPA and you know, yeah, all yeah. of that. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, you know, there are, th- this is hard for me because, mm-hmm. um, 
you know, I, I look at two sides of this is one, there was evidence and people saying, don't wear a mask. And then there was people saying, yes, wear a mask. When they opened up our county, because we had really low numbers in our county and the mm. island that I live on, very, very low numbers. Yeah. And so when they opened it up, of course, it was right around June and things kind of stayed tamped down for a little bit, but right around 4th of July, they kept telling everybody, yeah. stay home, stay yeah. home, stay home, stay home. On the 4th of July, there were people coming over on the ferry from the city, wandering around yeah. through, you know. Yeah. And by that time that they, the, the governor had put up a mandatory mask requirement for folks. Um, yeah. But what we've noticed is, is that our, our island itself, the numbers are still relatively low, but the county has exploded and we have a naval base, we have a submarine wow. base. Yeah. So there's a lot of people from a lot of different locations yeah. and they're all younger. And the big explosion of exposures is the 20 to 29 year olds and the 30 to 39 year olds because they can't fucking stay away from each other. <laughs> We haven't had that so much here. We've had um, really horrendous outbreaks in nursing homes. So a yeah, lot well, of that's been here in Seattle in the Seattle area. Yeah, yeah, it's been really, really awful. I had to deliver a it was a work issue. Had to drop off a parcel to an old people's home, and they're all in there. And there's a window that you can wave and they through. Keep, yeah. Oh God, it was really yeah really hard. So. Yeah, look, I don't know. I I went down the whole, you know, conspiracy QAnon. I I did all of that for a while and then I had to turn that off. I've had to turn off all the mainstream news. I just can't listen to any of it because, yeah, I just can't cope with it. It's too much, too much information, too much negativity. So I'm just, I'm doing what I'm told. And just hoping that we get to the end of this. I don't know that life is ever going to go back oh, to no. how it was. But in my little world, that that's what I have to do at the moment. So yeah. I can yeah. you know, be a parent, so I can go to work. Well, so you can be a functioning adult. Yeah, yeah. And and yeah. not go crazy or be completely overrun and riddled with anxiety. Yeah. I mean, I yeah. was having daily panic attacks. I mean, just. Yeah, and that's what happens to me if I get on Facebook and I start looking at some of the stuff people are posting. And yeah, I'm I don't just... go on Facebook hardly <gasps> any, anymore. Yeah. Yeah. So instead, I've just doubled down on all the practices that I need to do to keep me. Sane. Yeah. Yeah. Now, are you still able to see the fella during this lockdown? Well, yeah, you're allowed to travel to see intimate partners. So, <laughs> yeah. So that's handy. <laughs> because that was the thing. When they announced this lockdown, I was you were like, wait a minute. Yeah, I was down at his place and I was like thinking to myself, oh, my gosh, we're going to have to decide where we're going to live. And he would have to live with me because I've got my son. And then I was like, can I handle six weeks of him? (laughs) I'm not sure. (laughs) How long have you been living on your own? Well, I mean, I know you have your son still there, but how long have you been out of your Uh, marriage? uh, Gosh, it'd be just over three years now. Yeah. So, you know, I, 
we talk about living together and that will probably happen at some stage, but not for a few years. I'm still enjoying having my space. You um, haven't been to, you haven't been out of your first that marriage for very long. No. And I say to him, you know, I was with my husband for over 20 years. Like this is yeah. new to me, having my space and my freedom and I just need to sit in that space for a little while. Thanks, darling. Yeah. You do. Good. He gets it. He gets good. it. Good. That's good. Yeah. Well, and how old is your son? So I've got two. So I've got right. um guy who is 16. So he's week on, week off with me and his dad. We're within walking distance of each other's houses. So that's Well, good. that's helpful. And then I've got Issy who's 21. And he, um, I haven't seen him since lockdown. He's starting to be an outdoor ed leader. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, and his things, you know, surfing and climbing mountains and whitewater rafting and yeah. all that kind of stuff. Because so, that's his age. He's... That's him. <laughs> that's, that's him. He has no fear. Um, so he was on his course at a place called Mount Arapiles climbing when lockdown happened. So he just stayed up there with some mates. So he's spending his time climbing mountains. He's got a bit of a bit of work on a farm. What do they do for food and where do they live? They've got, they've rented a cottage on a property um, okay. that, that was an Airbnb and the people have given it to them half price because, of course, there's no one there. I was going to say they can't, yeah. Yeah, he's organised, he's vegan, so he's, although he <laughs> did say that he has started eating eggs and dairy because <laughs> they're on the farm. I was um, going to say, when you can get fresh eggs and fresh dairy. Yeah, yeah. So he's doing that. And um, there's quite a big climbing community there. So they've organized food. And yeah, at first I was like, please come back. And now yeah. I'm like, stay there. Stay there. <laughs> because you'll be having more fun than we are. I can tell you right now. <laughs> so, well, and don't. Then- now- don't you share the dog back and forth too with with yeah the, we share with, the dog the <laughs> we share the dog with my ex husband so um and my my fella has two dogs as well so and right. then then I have the fake son who is my older son's friend um and that's Dion and he's been he's been dropping into my house for years while they were at school and then a few years ago. He needed somewhere to live, so he lives here too. And he's oh, just okay. a dog. We're, we're dog lovers here. That little puppy is... Oh. Yeah, yeah. So he's probably going to move out soon, but oh. um, it's he's been here for almost three years now and it's been good. Good for Guy, I think, too, during that sort of transition between homes just to have someone else other than me here. So, yeah, there's... A lot going on in my little back. So now tell me about this new adventure that you're working on creating. Yeah, so being an interesting process. Like I I don't know if you get approached by companies to sell stuff on your Instagram. Yeah, yeah. And that's been Probably not as many as you do because I don't have as many followers as you, but I get emails almost every day. Yeah. And most so, of them I just say, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I know. 
It's it's been really interesting because you know I do follow some younger influencers and I see what they do, mm-hmm. and they're making good money from it. Yep. Yeah, but for me, at my point in my life, I always go, "Do I really need this? Will I use it? Is it worth the carbon footprint to get it from wherever?" to my place I got approached by my sons outside my window dancing <laughs> in his pajamas hey whatever works um I got approached by a vitamin company in England to promote one of their collagen drinks they were going to pay yeah. me to do that and I looked at it so they were going to send it from England and then it was these like 60 individual little plastic sachets and I just went, I just, I can't do that. I can buy yeah. something here in a glass jar that I can recycle. Yeah, so um, a lot of skincare. There was the geriatric meal replacement company. <laughs> Well, I know you did. You, I remember seeing something on Instagram about a skincare line or something maybe that you were trying. I can't remember. Uh, anything that I've done like that is something that I'm using. Right. That I'm happy to give it a go. Right. So, yeah, I don't ever put anything on there that I'm not using myself and that I, yeah, I yes. have to like it. That's me too. It's like, you know, listen, if you want to send me your product – yeah. And have me test it out and I'll let you know what I think. Great. Yeah, yeah. But most of them are like, oh, well, we'll give you a discount. And it's like, I'm not going to buy your shit if I don't know what it is to begin with. Yeah, and yeah. whether I, you know, I, I got other stuff that I know yeah. that I got to buy. I don't need to buy this too. Yeah. Or they so, say, we'll send you this, but you need to do a post on your main feed and yeah. two posts in your stories. And I can't agree to that. Because I don't know if I'm going to like it or not. Like, well, that's the thing. Yeah. You, you, if you want to send it to me and let me test it, and I'll give you my honest feedback, and we can move forward from there. And either it's yes or it's no. Great. Yeah. But if you want me to just accept whatever you're going to send me, and then get online and yeah. you know talk about it, that isn't going to work for me. Yeah. Exactly. So. Yeah. So. But the something. Whole, the whole new business venture. It's been a really interesting path to get me to go ahead with it. I'm a, in human design. I don't know if you know anything about that. A friend of mine's really into it. So I'm a, I'm a manifesting generator. Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So when I need to feel something in my body, so it needs to feel right before I'll agree to anything. Right. So quite often I go, Someone will ask me to do something and I'll go, this is my slogan. I go, yeah, no, nah. Because <laughs> I just, <laughs> I don't want to offend them. So I go, yeah. And then really I'm going, no, no, no I need some more time. Nah, let me think about it and I'll get back to you. So it's been a, a journey for me to be able to go from saying yes to everything to saying, I need some time to think about it. I'll let you know. Yeah. Or to just say outright, no. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's like a, that's a learned, I don't know. I don't know if that's because we're women. If, I don't know if that's I our generation. I think so. I think it's because we're women. I think that we want to please everybody. Yeah. Yeah. 
So anyway, my friend Maz, who I call the wife, she yeah. has um, lingerie business and she's been giving me bras for the last few years and and that's been interesting too because she'll go, here, wear this, and I go, no, 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 I'm fine, I'm fine, no, 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 no. Just, just I'm giving you a free bra, like they're $90 bras, you know, just take it. <laughs> For that price, they better do the fucking dishes when they show up. Mate, they're so good. They're so good. So I've been wearing them for a year and I've been looking around for something else to do because like a lot of women our age who have raised kids and worked part-time or casually, when my marriage ended, I I assumed things were split 50-50. Mm-hmm. What a surprise to find out that that doesn't actually happen a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so that didn't happen in my case. So I looked into my superannuation and I could probably retire for a week of what's in there. <laughs> you know, That's more than me. <laughs> yeah. So when I decided to step into this business, Maz and her team leader said, to, they both said to me, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? with your new income you're going to upgrade your car or go on a holiday what do you want to do I said I want some superannuation that's what I want I'm looking ahead to my future and I don't want to be 80 and still working (laughs) still, still working you know I want to have some space to breathe so yeah so (laughs) I'm going to be selling lingerie but I've aligned myself with this company because it was founded by a woman. It's run by women. Products are amazing. It's ethical. It's sustainable. And it just kept ticking all the boxes for me. Mm. It's something I can do from home. I can help women feel better about themselves, which is what I want to do. I can create another stream of income for myself and it just it just all made sense you know I have no problem taking my clothes off in front of women <laughs> I've done some what do you mean just and... women sweetie you're taking your clothes off on Instagram There's... I know that's true there's a few creepy dudes on there as well those creepy dudes are looking at it too yeah I know I know it's interesting though I don't know if you get this but the creepy dudes when they message me, I just get a hey or a hi, but it's the women that are more critical of me than oh, anyone else. Let, let's let's talk about that for a little while, shall we? <laughs> because that is a part of why I started out creating my website and yeah. my woman of the week, which was a blog post. And I would send out questions and ask these women to respond to the questions. A lot of those women were like, oh, I don't have anything important to say. Yeah, actually you do. Well, I haven't really done anything. And, you know, and I'm like, you get up every day, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. You're still here, aren't you? Yeah. There's a story there. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it was so interesting because a lot of them, gave such heartfelt responses. Mm -hmm. And so many of them were like, nobody's ever asked me about this before. 
And I had to really stop and think about it for a while. And I'd get responses back going, is that okay? Is what I said okay? And I'm like, this is not about what's okay for me. This is about what you want to share, right? So you get to make the choice, how much, how little, what Mm -hmm. it sounds like, what it looks like, what the container is. Mm -hmm. You get to decide. I'm just giving you the platform to be able to do that. And I'm going to celebrate you and shout you out to all the other women because I think it's that important. Beautiful. So that's how it started. And then I started the Monday Muse series that was women that I found that were inspirational on Instagram. Yeah. And it was from that, I was in this group with one of the original yoga people that I started doing the challenges with back in ever forever ago. And she was putting together these groups and working with helping you trying to decide what your passions were, how to bring things you know, forward. And, you know, this is, I created this podcast out of thin air. It, it was the, the morph of what I was doing with the, the blog posts and taught myself how to do all of it. You know, what's, what was the best recording piece, how to edit it, how to, you know, do, do all the social media, do the sound bites. I mean, the whole thing, because I love that techie geeky stuff. Right. Yeah. But the thing for me that I noticed was And part of the reason that this is, is that as women, we are so incredibly powerful, yet every message we get from society, from Mm. politics, from the patriarchy or the people who, you know, want to tell you that you are less than is that we are less than our voice doesn't matter. Our stories don't matter. We're just there to be naked and barefoot in the kitchen, raising kids, cooking food. Yeah. And not only is it coming from that arena, but then we get it from women who are doing it to each other. Absolutely. And making shitty comments about how people live their lives. And then I started noticing that social media over the last few years has turned that up to such a degree. It's frightening. Yeah. Yeah. And just the commentary and the things that people behind their fucking keyboard and their monitor allow yeah. themselves to put out into the world about someone that they know nothing about other than yeah. what they see yeah, in that certainly. snapshot. It's interesting. I was on this morning having a look and there's someone that I follow who's very well known with a lot of followers and she was saying you know I'm done with filters I'm not using filters anymore we need to be more real and it's just another way of controlling what you do like you know if if you want to filter your face fucking filter it if you want to color your hair then color it do what makes you feel good don't let anyone else tell you what you should be doing what you should be wearing you know, I, I've had women say to me, you know, at your mature age, you shouldn't be having bed hair. It looks unattractive or all this kind of stuff. But, yeah, it's just another way to try and control us and keep us yes. down. Yeah. Like do whatever you want. I know everyone's growing out their grey hair, <laughs> growing out their colour at the moment and going grey. Not that's me. Really, no, not me either. <laughs> not me either. I had a woman message me and and she started following me. It's a long story, but someone very famous quoted me in in one of their Instagram posts and I got this influx of followers. 
That was from Paulina, wasn't it? Paulina, yeah. Bless her, I love her. And then when a few of those women found out that I actually do put some colour in my hair, they said to me, we're really disappointed we're unfollowing you. (laughs) And, you know, and here's my thing. Here's my thing is, is if what I say, what I post, what I do, you don't like, don't let the door hit in the ass on the way out. And you know the other thing? I don't need you to tell me why you're unfollowing me. Just do it. Just go. I don't want to hear from you. Yeah. You know? I just always say when they tell me that they're going, I just always say, thanks for your presence here. All the best on the oh, way out. No, not me. I'm like, fuck you. Get out. Don't let the door hit you on the way out. Because, you know, um, the reality is, is like, listen, this is my page. Yeah. I get to do whatever the fuck I want here. And yeah. if you don't like it, then don't come here. Exactly. Exactly. So it's been interesting. So yeah, I am starting this new business and I've created a new Facebook, uh, Instagram yes. page called the Uplift Collective. So it's the underscore Uplift Collective. So come along. <laughs> I will put the link in the, I'll put the link in the show notes, yeah, everybody, cool. so you can find it. And I, I've created that because that's going to be something very different from the middle-aged goddess. I said the other day, the middle-aged goddess, she's a bit fuck you. And at the Uplift Collective, it's going to be a bit more about um, about my business. I am going to try and sell you stuff. So if you're coming over, be prepared. But also more about other stuff that I really like. Like I'm really into style and fashion and interiors and architecture and I'm a Torian, so we love beautiful things and we like to create a beautiful space and wear beautiful clothes. And so there's going to be a bit more of that happening over there. But I did want to differentiate the two spaces because I don't. I think that's a great idea. Yeah, I don't. There have been accounts that I've followed before and then all of a sudden they're, you know, there's. They morph into something else. And they're trying to sell you donuts or whatever. It's like, mm-hmm. no, I don't want to do that. So come over if you're interested at all in that kind of stuff. I can fit you for a bra. I can make you feel good. Um, we can just hang out there. Well, you know, it's it's one of those things where I turned 59 this year. And that was Thank like you. I woke up and went, what the fuck happened? <laughs> How did I end up here? <laughs> I was just 26 a couple years ago. How the fuck you did still, I end up here? You're like 26 up here? Um, no, I'll, I'll tell you. My 20s were, they were hard. They were right. really hard. There was a lot of upheaval and, um, you know, I was married young. I was pregnant young. My yeah. first husband walked out and left me when I was six months pregnant. Wanted oh, to put the right. baby up for adoption because he didn't oh. want to be married and he didn't want to be a father. And he was, you know, he was fucking somebody else, of course. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, you know, and I was 24 years old. Wow. So that was, that was a hard, and I quit college to put him through school and, you know, get married. Yeah, Our parents yeah. had both been married forever. I just envisioned myself being married to him forever. And it was, yeah. it was devastating. So my twenties and even into, you know, my early thirties, well, hell all the way till I was, you know, in my mid to late forties were rough. Um, you know, and, and I just, there's a lot of things I know now that I didn't know then that explain a lot of some of Mm -hmm. the choices that I made and not that I'm trying to make excuses, but you know, Mm -hmm. we all make mistakes. 
Um, But I've lived with a lot of scrutiny throughout a lot of my adult life that has, you know, put me in a position where I tried to keep everybody happy. And you know what? You can't do that. And then you're miserable. So the thing for me with all of this is that finding other women that at this point in my life, and and I still, you know, I go out with my granddaughter who's three and who is the light of my life. Yeah. And they think that I'm her mom. And so, you know, I just, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) But I still feel incredibly vital and active. And I know that I have so much more to offer now than I ever did before. And a part of that is because of all of the mistakes and, you know, shit I had to go through to get to this point. But it's also the thing for me is that for the longest time, I was better friends with men than I was with women. Um, There were a lot of times where I um, was, there were comments made to me. There were women and, or girls when I was in high school who were mean to me. And so Mm. it made me very, and I did great with the guys. I had a lot of guy friends and, and love men dearly. Not all of them should I have married the ones that I did, but, um, (laughs) but you know, uh, it it is what it is, but it's just interesting. The older I get, the more that I want to talk to other women who have gotten to their fifties, who have, you know, made these transitions and gone through, you know, the trial by fire that a a lot of us have gone through. I mean, I, there isn't a woman that I've met that's in their forties and fifties who hasn't had some sort of a major thing. Yeah, absolutely. In their life. I think there's and, a little reckoning when you get to that age. For me, there was anyway, at the end of my forties and the start of my fifties of going, okay, what, what do I want for the rest of my well, life? That's, what, and that's it. What do I want to step into? And I think, menopause does that for you I think estrogen gets out of the way so you can Mm. go okay I'm not going to be producing children anymore or creating in that way anymore so what else can I start to create yeah yeah that was that was the loudest message I got from menopause well that and I think living with more intention and really you know, I had some traumatic health things that happened and worked with a yeah. therapist who specialized in that sort of thing. And there was a lot of things that came up for me around, mm-hmm. you know, boundaries. She's like, you don't know how to set boundaries, do you? Yeah. And I was like, oh, hmm. And <laughs> she's like, trust me, <laughs> you don't know how to set yeah. boundaries. But, you know, and so there was just some things that I had to learn about myself that and learn a whole new emotional language that I didn't have the Mm. emotional intelligence to understand those concepts earlier. So it's been, but, but to a person, even, you know, the younger ladies that Mm. I have conversations with here on the pod is that, you know, all of them have so much to offer and it's all different. And, and some of them feel like they can just do their own thing and others of them it's like i had to get to a point where i could finally feel like it was okay for me to to do this because of kids because of marriage whatever it was but yeah. i just realized that 
we can be so much more powerful when we come together. Right. And, and when you do that multi-generational thing, because that's how my family is. I mean, I grew up with aunts, uncles, cousin, my grandparents, all living in this kind of the same area Mm. and lived with my folks, with my daughter until she was eight. So there was a multi-generational household there too, is that you get that connection in a way of value for, you know, there's, there's young, there's middle-aged and there's older. And I, I just, both of my grandmothers, but especially my dad's mom, there was, she was just always there. She was my person, right? That source of, um, unconditional love of support of, I believe in you. Mm-hmm. And she's been gone. And I thought, you know, I got to, one, I got to figure out how to do that for myself. But two, wouldn't it be great if more women got together and did that for each other Yeah, and, yeah. and, and supported each other to, you know, birth, whatever it was, right. Whether yeah. it's um, a new business, whether it's a new relationship, whether it's, you know, whatever it is, however you choose to live your life. And so or just feeling good about yourself, you know, I think too yes. with social media these days, there's or and and the whole, you know, spiritual personal development kind of arena that you have to be doing something really fucking amazing with your life. You know? How about just getting up out of bed in the morning? Absolutely. Absolutely. And yeah, I I certainly started to feel that pressure with the whole middle-aged goddess thing like oh I need to be doing this needs to be going somewhere well it just is what it is you know and yeah I really feel like women need to just go I'm okay doing what I'm doing I'm okay getting up going to work looking after my family that's my life do that do it well feel good about yourself you don't have to be creating an empire or whatever you know there's amazing women out there quietly doing really good work. Yep. Yep. And a lot of them, it's just like, some of them don't even understand. It's like, well, what are you passionate about? Yeah. And some of them have to stop and think about that for a minute. And it's like, because they've been so busy raising kids, keeping the bills paid, keeping the house, blah, 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 that they don't even know what their passions are anymore. Yeah. And it's like Which just I think so... also, you know, when you when you do get to your forties and fifties and you you can start to take a breath because your mm-hmm. kids are older and not so reliant mm-hmm. on you that you do start to look around and go, Well, actually what do I want? Yeah. What do, what do I want to do with the rest of this of life, life I have? Yeah. So I see women our age creating some amazing thing that they probably never thought they would do. Well, and, and two, you know, I mean, just as we were talking about this whole thing with the lockdown, I mean, and the world basically coming to a screeching halt and it's like, you know, now all bets are off. And, and the reality is, is that, you know, you can look at that as a bad thing, but I'm looking at this as a, as a space to be able to create something entirely different, entirely new. It may work. It might not, but you know what? I'm going to, it's like throwing the spaghetti noodles against the wall to see whether they're cooked or not. Yeah, yeah. I'm throw it out there and see if it sticks. If it's done, great. If it's not, yeah. I'm going to have to go back to the drawing board or do something else. Yeah. But I think that 
just being able to support each other and to not, you know, I, last week I talked about the imposter syndrome yeah, and was shocked with how many responses I got from so many different people. A lot yeah. of them I don't even know or follow. Yeah. Um, I don't even yeah. know how they found me <laughs> to be honest, but it, it was really, really interesting. Mm. And I just feel like if we could step forward and as mm. our generation, we have some wisdom around some certain things, but yeah. there's also so much to be learned from the younger, the younger generation who are Absolutely. like, you know, I'm just going to yeah. go out and do it. And I'm like, yeah. I need some of that sauce. Can you share that with yeah, me? Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, that's the thing for me is that what you're doing, what you're creating is, is that you're offering a space for people to come and learn a, a very different side of you than, like yep. you said, the, <laughs> the middle-aged goddess is a lot of, you know, she's got an edge. I she like does. the edge personally a lot. <laughs> Yeah. But you know, we're, we're not, we're multidimensional beings. So that's not, and you know, Instagram is such a flat, it, th this is, is what it yeah. is. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like the fact that, you know, you can keep it as real as you want it to be. Right. So, Absolutely. so are you, so are you working with all of this in terms of this is you organically growing? This is the company that you're working with helping you to develop some of this? I mean, what, what is it? There's something there yeah, that, that yeah. called you in that sounded good to you. What was that? They're an amazing company. And, and during the whole lockdown thing, their business has just exploded because really? I think, you know, people, people aren't buying clothes to go out in because you can't go no. out anywhere. <laughs> what You're you wearing sweats. Yes. <laughs> But underneath your sweats, you can wear something really beautiful, beautiful and glamorous and classy that makes you feel good about yourself. And, look, I've been wearing these products for years and they last. That's the other thing. So, yeah, they've been really supportive. They have, uh, of course, we can't do person-to-person um, -person training, so it's all right. via Zoom. Right. But it's about making you feel good while you're doing it and then helping the women in your life feel good as well. So, yeah, it's been, it's been an interesting process to get me to that point. And I, I can't even say that I agreed to do it. I just turned around and went, yep, yep, I'm in. But it spoke to you on some level though, right? For you to be able to get the, beyond the yeah and then no, nope. Yeah, yeah. You went to yeah and... Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I think too, in my life, like I said, I'm a, I'm a conscious consumer. I'm, I'm a bit of an old hippie and a greenie, so I'm concerned about what we're doing to the planet. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I realise that I, I, everything I put in my mouth, I want it to be good and healthy. I look after myself so well you know, and I meditate and I do all the Wim Hof stuff and all that kind of thing. But when it came to purchasing underwear, I was at Kmart or Target and buying the cheapest stuff I could find right. because I was like, well, no one's going to see it so it doesn't matter and just not purchasing consciously at all in that way and not thinking about how it was making me feel. And so now I'm wearing 
beautiful underwear that's ethically and sustainably made and I feel amazing in it. And sure Where's the company based out of? Is it Australian? They're in Australia. Yeah, they're Australian. Yeah. So, and then I'm also being held and supported by all these amazing women. The group I was going to say, it's all women in the, in the business too. All so. women in the business. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, it just makes, it makes sense for me to do it. It's interesting. I never, even, even a month ago, I just, I, I just would have gone, oh no, I can't do that. That's what I would have said. I can't so do that. So what, what do you think shifted for you? I think I just went, just be a little easier on yourself, Jane. Just give it a go. Give it a go. If it goes wrong, it doesn't matter. Like, guess maybe there's that fear of failure mm-hmm. and then maybe also a bit of a fear of succeeding because if it yeah. takes off, my whole life is going to change. And That's it, it right there. Yeah. And I, am I prepared for that? And that goes right along with the imposter syndrome is yeah. that fear of success Yeah, because you don't even know what it really looks like on the other side. I have no idea what it looks like. Yeah. And that's scary too. Yeah, yeah. So I think but, that's you know, probably more it, the fear of succeeding. That, yeah. Because that also means I'm going to have to really step up and step into this and – but Even, you know what? You know what my you know what my gut instinct is telling me mm-hmm. is that this is going to be something that's going to just blossom, right? That it's going to you need to be prepared. Yeah. But I I just I feel like it's going to start with this. Yeah. You're going to hold this space, and it's going to just organically start to grow and turn into something that you never could have imagined, and you're yeah. going to figure it out as you go. Yeah, that's so true. That's really true, Sherry, because even as I'm talking about why I'm doing it, I'm still not very clear on why I'm doing it, but it just feels... doesn't matter, but it feels right. But at the moment, it's the right thing to step into. Yeah. yeah. And and when it doesn't feel right anymore, then you'll, you'll pivot to something else if yeah. that's what you decide you want to do. Yeah. And the really beautiful thing about it is that, you know, we've... Um, Maz, who's my... My wife, I call her, she's one of my best friends. So she's guiding me through this whole process. And she's been doing this a while too, hasn't she? She's been doing it for, I think, 16 years. Yeah, so that's helpful. And she's supported her two children on her own by doing this. So she's really amazing at connecting with women. And you know we've already we've already done some fittings with some women that have been following me over on the ground for a while, and it's been amazing just being able to talk to them via Zoom. She's been going, sending me text messages, going, "Come on, wrap it up," because <laughs> I'm just like, "Hi!" <laughs> I'm so excited to actually have a conversation with them. You know. Yeah. I'm like, who are you? Tell me your Instagram handle. I go, oh, yes, I know who you are. Hello. (laughs) It's been so amazing to connect with these women. So I'm not going to be able to connect with them in their homes, but we're like you and I are now having a conversation and getting to know each other and that's been a, a great way for me also during lockdown to feel connected 
to the community. Well, that's why season two came into being, because I wasn't sure I was even going to do a season two. And then I realized everybody was home. Yeah. Yeah. So I reached out to Catherine Budick and said, you know, are you available to, yeah. to do another conversation? She's like, yeah. yeah. Funny. Yes, I am. Yep. So that's, and, and you know, for me, it's more about the conversations. It, it's Absolutely. when I started, I called them interviews and it, it got so far away from that. I don't send out questions anymore because all I want to do is talk to you. You know, how did, yeah. how did you end up here? Why, why did you make yeah. that turn in the road? You know, what spoke to you? And the thing that I'm hearing from you as you're talking about this is this that somewhere I don't know if it's your heart or if it's your heart in your head or what it is but something somewhere resonated on a deep level for you and you went okay I'm just gonna step outside my comfort zone a little bit and I'm gonna follow this because it there's something there there's whatever it is whether it's a tactile thing for you or whether it's an internal resonating something happening but that's where this is coming from and it's when women get to that point and then you're you're living with intention you've gone beyond the i gotta do what i gotta do Mm. i gotta do what i need to do to survive and you've gotten to the point where it's like, I want to live with intention. I want to, yeah. I want to craft something that it's like, whatever it is that you eat or you drink that makes you go, mm-hmm. mm, that that's what, how you want to live your life. I want Absolutely. the moon mm in my life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we all want that, aren't we? Yeah. But, and I'm, but getting, I mean, I'm, I'm getting there with all, all areas of my life. I'm getting slowly starting to get that. This feels right. Well, and it's it's all new, right? I mean, this is all yeah. new stuff to learn every day. And yeah. there are days where I wake up and I'm a little shaky going, what the fuck do you think you're doing? And then I wake up other <laughs> days going, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm here with authority. So yeah. I want to thank you so much for taking the time to meet with me and across the big water and all the time zones and share what you're doing. I'm so, I'm so honored to be talking to you and (laughs) I just absolutely love and adore you. And, you know, I sent you that message the other day because I got on my phone in the morning and there you were and it was exactly the pep talk (laughs) that That you needed. needed. Yeah, yeah. So that's what I love about the whole social media arena as well is that you know connecting with women from yeah. all across the universe all over it, the world and and them phenomenal. sending me messages going you know you were you were vulnerable and you said that even after teaching 18 years you were still feeling you know blah 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 yeah. and thank you so much that was what you know hit me in this point and i was like yeah. so you know i i just think that um you know sharing those things that honesty yeah. that vulnerability Absolutely. Is, is the key. So, yeah. well, and I just adore you too. I mean, you, you make me laugh every time because the edge in me recognizes the edge in you. Because <laughs> we're both a little fuck you, aren't we? Uh, yes, we are. <laughs> uh, well, thanks again, Jane. I so appreciate your time, your energy, and uh, can't wait for everybody to hear this. So listen up, everybody. All of Jane's handles and information will be in the show notes and you'll be able to find her from there and uh, join us for the next conversation.